0: We can't go after him. Yeah. We've, we've, got, we've got a mission, we've got a job to do. I want to be the ultimate fighting champion.
1: <laughs>
0: he wants to be the ultimate astronaut. I want
2: to be the ultimate astronaut. What's
0: it you kept saying? Um,
2: Monica, no. I'm sorry I can't be with you, <laughs> but I've got to go into space.
0: Oh, she says no sex before the space mission. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. it's poor old John Favreau he'll forever be Pete from Friends won't he, no matter what he does
2: we decided that obviously because of last week deviating a little bit from just reviewing a saga or like a trilogy
0: that's right we are deviants
2: we have uh decided to go in another slightly askew direction um something that i don't know what were we talking about to get onto this subject
0: well liam i'll tell you um <laughs> coincidentally i might add um i said to you i really fancy watching the new gerard butler film <laughs> Which is a disaster movie yeah, about an it. asteroid. Yeah. And then you said, oh, Gerald Butler hasn't made a good movie since, <laughs> like, f- Law Abiding Citizen. Yeah. Which was, what? Mm,
2: 2009. Yeah.
0: So, um, and that got us talking about um, Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. Which is probably his his biggest... F- Sort of franchise, yeah, I yeah, guess, because yeah. it's like four movies now. Well,
2: it will be. And then similar.
0: I remarked about how um, I thought White House Down was a better film yeah. than Olympus Has Fallen, which is exactly the same plot. Um, it's a you know about a lone hero who has to save the president after the White House gets taken over by hostages. So it's <laughs> yeah. basically Die Hard in the White House. Yeah. And that got us talking about this this weird. Strange Hollywood phenomenon that's been, I didn't realise has been going on since basically the dawn of the 30s. cinema. So, yeah,
2: pretty much uh, very early on. So I think maybe even going a little bit back to the conversation, I think um, I couldn't tell whether you wanted to see the new disaster film with Gerald Butler in or the very recent Jerry Butler disaster film because he's done two recently. Cause he's done oh. one called Geostorm, which uh, I think is like one of the worst reviewed films ever. And then there's a new one that he's in uh, even more recently. So I, I so I thought you meant Geostorm. And I was like, Well, that's that's just you. You could watch that by yourself if you want, mate. <laughs> but I was just like, Okay. Um but yeah, I'm going to just uh, check the the latest one. But yeah, GeoStorm, I remember just when it came out, getting absolutely getting absolutely hammered. Um Greenland is uh, the that's
0: one. That's it. That was the one I meant. Uh yeah. I'll tell you why because um uh Joe Rogan recommended it on his Instagram.
2: Oh, Greenland. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So, uh, you know, a, a, a fellow podcaster Oh, or I should I say a lot more, a slightly bigger one than us. Um, we'll catch him up. We'll, no, we will. No, We're coming no, for you, Joe. No. Um,
2: yeah. So it was. It was this that got us onto the, this topic. Yeah. Um, and that topic is uh, twin films, which is um, films with the same or very similar plot produced. Um, or released at the same time by two different studios, um, which can uh, happen in a, a couple of ways. One is industrial espionage,
0: Ooh. which I like.
2: It's just uh, you know, like the seedy underbelly of Hollywood. Yeah, like stealing from one studio. Yeah. Um, but the more, um, likely, the more likely culprit. Is just studios ripping off writers, pretty much straight up. So one example on here is just a studio get a film pitched to them by a writer or a producer, they turn it down, and then they get another writer. They just hire another writer to write the exact same story, <laughs> which I think is just like just typical dirtbag. I mean, it's Hollywood.
0: so it's so bad, morally bad, but yeah. it's also quite genius at the same time. Because yeah. they totally avoid genius. <laughs> lawsuit and yeah. copyright. Oh yeah of course. But they just they think, okay, was they're just like, yeah, okay, uh yeah, that's a great idea. Um but we're gonna have to see no uh
2: Or they purposefully um maybe like undercut it by giving it like no no budget at all. I say no budget. So a low budget film is like anything over a million dollars, so they would purposefully oh, only give it, a million. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> low budget film, million. Uh, I think it's actually even more these days. I think it's five million is a low budget film. Well, wow. but um, so they, yeah, they, they, they'll just undercut it, and then it won't get made. And then what they'll do is just, yeah, they'll just get someone else to write it a bit, a, a, a very similar driven script with probably the same plot points just with a few di- like with slightly different characters mm. so slightly different um slightly different plot but yeah
0: it's a, it's a, it's a very strange um i mean that i guess that makes that certainly offers a a, a logical explanation for mm. it but it's a very strange um phenomenon i really noticed it in the 90s when i started oh, yeah. to Appreciate cinema. And... A lot
2: of the um, the notable ones are from nineteen ninety onwards. Yeah, with a few others in in the mix from obviously the very, very early.
0: But th- but that's when like the the um, the big blockbuster ones came out mm. at the same time. Yeah, and they were both movies were uh, you know very. Um, d- d- like in in the public domain. Yeah, it's not like we knew about one, but we didn't know about the other's existence. No.
2: It, there are some. There are some cases where I've looked at some of them, and I've ne- never heard of the one or the other.
0: Yeah, I've heard of one. Um,
2: so yeah, it, it does get very. Um, it does get very where the films, like you say, both are in the public eye. Yeah. Prominently, yeah, and it gets gets like that around the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, that happened a lot then. Yeah, but um, I'm kind of guessing that some of these on uh, this list, of which we will go through the most notable examples from the thirties onwards, um, and then obviously a, a description, because obviously if you haven't heard of the films, I haven't heard a lot of these as, as well. So we're yeah. going to go through what makes them similar, obviously. Um, well,
0: we, we, the ones we've heard of—that is, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh no, I'm going to go through like
0: right, but we'll discuss the ones. Oh yeah, we've yeah, heard of course, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll go into more depth about the the, the important ones, the yeah. ones that you some people may recognise and well, us, right. us, us will recognise yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to read this little this little part here. Screenwriter Terry Russo, sorry,
0: from the Russo brothers. The Russo brothers.
2: Screenwriter Terry Rosario notes yeah. that there has always been film projects with similar subjects being developed in multiple studios, while usually one of them makes it to production at any given period in time, and therefore twin films are better regarded as exceptions to this tendency. Uh, in one case for the 1974 film The Towering Inferno, the fear of having complete uh, competing action thrillers both set in burning skyscrapers, convince two Hollywood studios to merge their productions into one all-star film. Oh. So there can be consequences of, uh, you know, uh, two productions being uh, on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, while twin films usually are big-budget films, a mockbuster can be made with a low-budget, with uh, similar titles, aesthetics or themes of blockbuster films but Mockbusters are usually given more limited release and marketing intended to take advantage of the public interest in the topic driven by the major film. So one example I'm probably just for that example, I'll skip to is, um, so I think it is scary movie coming out at the same time as another film. We'll just get to it. Um,
0: don't even remember. This, this is exactly what you're saying. I don't even re- remember another film coming out that was that rivaled Scary Movie. Yeah, because obviously,
2: obviously the rise of spoofs in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, you always thought they were from the same studio, but, you know, they might have been different ones. But this one, for, for Scary Movie, there was also a film that came out within just a couple of months yeah. called Shriek If You Know What I Did Last Friday the 13th.
0: Oh yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah, but
2: obviously, Shriek. If you know what I did last Friday the Thirteenth, is a lower budget film than Scary Movie. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's maybe it's a that is a product of the time rather than anything else because spoofs were becoming more prominent at that time. I think it was just uh, kind of the style of the comedy rather than. Anything else, like, oh, two people trying to copy each other. Yeah. I feel like that is probably down to the style of comedy of the time. Yeah. Rather than two studios having the same idea and pushing that to the forefront. I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm not inside of Hollywood, but that's just my feeling.
0: Are you not? No, I'm not. No, <laughs> no I'm not.
2: Surprisingly, Well, no. you heard it first here, <laughs> listeners, as did I. So you're going to go through... I, the I was lists... working with a professional. <laughs> you're definitely not. <laughs> um, I can't get the the title of films right for this podcast. So <laughs> that's that's, true. Uh, that's not a good start. But the uh, going to go through the notebook p- examples. I'll probably go through all of them. Um, probably skipping out if I haven't heard of either film or the subject of either film. I'll probably skip it.
0: Okay, fair enough.
2: But. Um, the earliest example oh is uh, the rise of Catherine the Great. That's the first film, and the second film is the Sky of Express. Both are about Catherine the Great, who I don't know that much about. So, but that's one of the earliest examples in in film, going all the way back to 1934. Wow! Well, uh, both released in the same year.
0: That was very early.
2: Yeah. This is the first um like real big example and it only comes in uh second and only 4 years later as well. So the first film is uh, Jezebel and the second film is Gone with the Wind.
0: Yes, I I I've heard of Gone with the Wind from enough.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, both were about feisty independent Southern belles during the American Civil War. See
0: Yeah, see I'd never heard of Jezebel.
2: Yeah, I I mean Gone with the Wind. Uh, the production of the the film itself is uh, good enough to have a film made about it, but to have you know two similar films about that subject within twelve months. Um, so it, William Wyler's Jezebel, which is the one that was released first, was reportedly created for Betty Davis when she failed to win a highly coveted role of Scarlett o'hara in the gone with the wind right so it's like one has affected the other but they're also about a very similar subject yeah but they released the one where obviously she didn't get the role for they released that film first
0: well maybe they just beat them to it yeah i think so just it was just a race i feel like gone with
2: the wind was a, a probably a bigger production because mm. it was a Large production for the time as it was, yeah, back then in thirty eight. So, mm. I mean, l- less to kind of shoot, less to edit. Um, but yeah, so it's one uh, for a very early case of one film affecting another film, and then being twin films, then being connected not only by plot but by things that happen in real life as well. Yeah, which is which is cool, in my opinion. Oscar Wilde and The Trials of Oscar Wilde, both 1960. Subtle. Yeah. Uh, both were about the Irish playwright himself. And, uh, I mean, for it to come out in the same year, I definitely think there was... Because this is 1960. We've jumped a little bit ahead because there's not many notable... Uh, notable films or uh, twin films between uh, kind of the late 30s and the early 60s. Mm. There's a big gap. Um, yeah. Doctor Strangelove and Failsafe are both deal with the concept of accidental nuclear war. Although Doctor Strangelove is satire, whereas uh, Failsafe is a drama.
0: Right. So. That's ha- interesting. Well, I mean, obviously, I've heard of Doctor Strangelove.
2: The, you're looking at the 1964 for this one, so obviously you're at the height of the Cold War. So, kind of hysteria about nuclear weapons is at a high. So I can see why they the I can see that it would be a popular subject to have to be made. You know they they also haven't both gone for them being comedies. It's this one's kind of. I understand because the subject matter is there.
0: It's interesting that what that they're twin films, but one one is a is a spoof and the yeah, other is different, a serious different drama. genres. I wonder how yeah. many are. I mean, a lot of the, lot of the case with twin films, they're same genre. They're exactly the same. Yeah. Um, in tone. Exactly. Some might are a bit more. You know, perhaps are a bit more cheesy or or focus more on like um a certain aspect like mm. action yeah. or romance yeah. but but they're basically but they're intonally they're the same yeah. you know so yeah that's interesting and it's interesting as well that um i guess um i guess it was just the appeal of peter sellers but it's mm. interesting that the the spoof one the, was more successful than the serious one given the, the you know the the time
2: yeah i feel like i feel like in the 60s It was maybe easier to uh, market a satire rather than a real drama about such a serious topic. I think if you'd gone maybe 10 years later, in the 70s, when uh, cinema was a little bit grittier big gr- <laughs> well it was
0: everything was gritty, we'll get, grimy and depressing i'm, wasn't I'm it? sure I'm sure
2: we'll get to a couple of those, but seventies
0: um, cinema we should do a podcast on that one day yeah we? <laughs> because that was
2: that was an interesting uh ass, that was an interesting decade when we watched that um the movies um which was a uh, sky documentary series if you've got now TV, I recommend it um that was yeah. That the, the two parts on the seventies in that one were were really good. I mean, the whole the whole thing was good,
1: mm. but
2: it was uh, those those episodes were were great. So I think if uh, Fail Safe had maybe been a serious take on uh, nuclear war ten years later, I think it would have done uh, probably a little bit better. But over the time, Doctor Strangelove and obviously, like I said, Peter Sellers and... the uh, just the whole thing was uh, obviously way more popular. Um, Harlow and the film Harlow, nineteen sixty-five, both were based on the life story of Jean Harlow.
0: Um, no, I haven't heard. Of, I haven't heard of those.
2: It was um, she was an American actress in the nineteen twenties. Often nicknamed uh, "Blonde Bombshell" and "Platinum Blonde." So that's where those kind of right. nicknames come from. In 1966, you're a big boy now, and the Graduate.
0: Uh, yeah. Also,
2: Benjamin. 1968. All a coming-of-age comedy-drama films about a young man being pursued by an older woman.
0: Well, again, I've heard of the Graduate. Yeah. But obviously, but I haven't heard of, of the, the other one, and that's all the all the, Benjamin.
2: No um again quite close together i think uh, things like that is there's not too much there for you to grasp yeah do you know what i mean like it's that's not a a select subject as much as um uh, you know Let's, let's get another famous and again another famous the example that we've said already which we'll come back to is about you know Olympus has fallen and White yeah. House down which is quite a specific subject yeah yeah whereas young man being pursued by young woman uh, older woman is not as not as a, not as built a, pr- a plot line. Yeah,
0: it's very general. Yeah, it's not it's not um a specific plot. It's yeah. just a uh, yeah, yeah. Some of these entries are a bit, they're a bit sort of clutching at straws to being count like thought of as twin films. Yeah, um, some
2: of the threads are loose and some are very very close. Yeah, I don't think there's much in between. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, nineteen seventy-one, "Sweet Sweetback's Bad air Song," and "Shaft," both frequently credited as the earliest examples of black exploitation genre.
0: Well, obviously, I've heard of Shaft yeah. and the the black exploitation uh, genre. genre of movies. But I mean, again, is that is that just because? it was a simple
2: it was i think that was a kind of,
0: film about a black cop
2: yeah i think that was kind of a, the sign of the times i don't think that was um, i don't think that
0: counts as a twin film
2: no i think um you know the the origins of the black exploitation genre and just the earliest examples of doesn't really make them twin films does mm. it just means that you know yeah. cinema was changing cuz you, you know, could, then you could current. say
0: any two films that are considered to be the start of the genre. exploitation films yeah. are could be twin films. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a weird not... one.
2: Yeah, uh, Godspell and Jesus Christ Superstar, both adaptations of Broadway musicals based on the life of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Same year, though. That's uh you know, we we are talking about. The films, and we are talking about when they are being released.
0: Yeah, they're very different musicals, though. Right. Um, and and also they're uh, they're stage adaptations. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that that. So that's that's a curious one. Does it? Mm. Do, um, does if if I don't know, if two rival studios are adapting. Stage two different stage musicals are, that are both about Jesus, and they release them at the same time. Yeah, I suppose they. I suppose that does. They do count as as, a tw- as twin films. Hmm. I would. I'd say that
2: has more merit than than the, Shaft. And,
0: yeah. yeah. Od- oddly, I would never have. I'd, I've never thought that. I've I've never thought Jesus Christ Superstar, Godspell. Um of of being like twin hmm. shows um, or or films um so yeah yeah it's cuz then cuz well i suppose it's cuz they're both about jesus but you know cuz you you know you could well then you could argue are like chicago and cabaret are twin films because they're both like set in the 30s and they're both about um, like cd jazz clubs with with you know, sexy ladies in. But do they stockings? come out at the
2: same time? It is. Oh, that's no. one of the most important. No, bits. no, no. I'll, I'm just sorry. I'm, the, I'm thinking uh, from a musical yeah.
0: theater p- point of view. No, they did. They the cabaret came out in the seventies. I yeah, think yeah. Chicago came out in like the north. Two thousand three. Yeah. So no, 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 no. I was just so sorry, sorry, listeners. I, I was just <laughs> thinking it out there, really. So
2: the Gambler and California Split, nineteen seventy four. are Both put. Per- both portray Jewish protagonists addicted to gambling on a downward spiral right see if you combine a few elements I feel like the more elements you combine the more they become a twin film yeah because the the more they have that is very similar the, yeah. the harder it is to kind of explain yeah that they're not do you know what I mean like, well,
0: see they very much sound like they're the same it's the same uh, plot. Yeah. Whereas with, for example, the, the 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 graduate one and the the other one, I can't remember with with the graduate. Yeah. Just because they're both about a guy. Yeah. Who gets seduced by an older woman. Yeah. That's not, that's enough, not enough of no. a similar plot <laughs> no. to count as a yeah. twin film. But but that does sound like it is because it's very specific. I think mm. that's the key.
2: Um, what you find around the seventies is a lot of political thrillers. Yeah. So you've got The Conversation and The Parallax View, 1974. Also um, Executive Action, the year prior. All are paranoid thrillers about an assassination.
0: It's just sums up 1970s yeah, cinema. <laughs> I, d-
2: I don't think that's e- that counts as much either.
0: Yeah, again, it's not specific no, enough.
2: No, it's, it's, it's very much like, because of the 1970s and the Vietnam War... Their, you know, America becoming more suspicious of its uh, politicians and their actions. That that's just a, a byproduct of that time. Mm. Assassinations and you know, like conspiracy and things like that. That's just, I think, part of the, again, like the black exploitation, the emerging genre, and it's a very easy thing to kind of target, isn't it? Oh, it's like our oh, political assassinations, so. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too convinced on that one either. Um what do you think?
0: Well, I, I yeah, I trouble is I've I haven't heard of them. So, um I mean if, if the studios deliberately release them to in order to compete against each other, then yeah, I you could c- see that. You could argue, then you could say yeah, they they count as twin films. Um So again, I think it's about intention. If it's a coincidence and the and the plots are kind of similar but also different, then I'm not sure they qualify as twin films. But if they've been released deliberately in order to to you know um uh, try and out but score the other studio and in, in the box office or whatever,
2: yeah. The I... uh, the conversation is Francis Ford Coppola, um, with Gene Hackman. Robert Duvall's in it?
0: That sounds Our good friend. already.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I haven't heard of the Parallax Tree, but I think that's um not as famous. Um yeah, t- it, that's on Tenderhooks that. That's a bit like it's a product of its of the its emerging genre rather than being so very similar to calling yeah. it twin films. Yeah. Um here is one that is kind of uh, that's again this is kind of getting borderline but it's specific enough i can see why it's added uh, cannonball and the Gumball rally both about say, the same illegal cross country race
0: okay well that uh, so well, okay you know that's uh, yeah. that's
2: that's definitely uh, that's definitely there if it's it about
0: this. The, the the same specific race yeah, is, as opposed yeah. to just it's about and, it's a racing film yeah yeah
2: so i can see i can yeah. see why that's on there This one kind of blurs the lines as well, but again is probably about the genre and time period rather than anything else. It's Go Tell the Spartans and Coming Home, as well as uh, The Deer Hunter and Apocalypse Now. All are about American involvement in the Vietnam War. Now I'm just a little bit like that's just no. that's just the genre. No that's, way. That's just the genre, is it? I've
0: never thought of Deer Hunter and Apocalypse no. Now as twin yeah. films. Because uh, they're completely different.
2: Yeah. The plot's not there enough for me.
0: Not at all.
2: No. I don't know the other two unfortunately.
0: No, I've never heard of them, but no, no way. That does just, just because no, you see but see this is just because they came out in the same year and they're both about Vietnam. I mean, there was uh, in the seventies. That's it.
2: You probably couldn't turn around without being in a
0: Vietnam War film, could you? The deer hunt. I mean, the the the, the, the Apocalypse Now is about about an attempt to assassinate a a, you know former general who's who's gone crazy and gone AWOL in the jungle. Deer Hunt is about as about a group of friends who go to Vietnam together and and get captured and Mm. are held in a prisoner of war. Can be completely different. No, that no, that doesn't count. Nah. That doesn't count. I'm not having that.
2: What about this one? Uh, the Warriors and the Wanderers, both nineteen seventy nine. Both are about gang wars between New York teenage street gangs of various ethnicities.
0: Well, I've seen The Warriors, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm, I've, I haven't fun. even heard of The Wanderers. I mean, that, that sounds
2: like a bit of a spoof knockoff. It doesn't sa- it really? That does sound <laughs> like
0: twin films. To the... I'm sure
2: it takes itself. Um... Seriously, um, just looking at the poster, they're very different films.
0: <laughs> oh wow, yeah, The Wanderers looks like a like a high school comedy. Yeah, like American Pie.
2: It's set in the sixties as well, so it's set um, uh, it's set in nineteen sixty three, and it no, follows uh, a gang that, of uh, Italian American teenagers known as the Wanderers and their uh, ongoing power struggles with rival gangs, such as the Baldies and the Wands. Not sure I can say that anymore.
0: Let me guess: the Baldies <laughs> are all bald, and the yeah. Wong's
2: are of Asian descent. <laughs> God, that's the only way um, I can
0: phrase that. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, for for all its tongue in cheekness, the Warriors is is quite a gritty film. There's a lot of serious. violence in it. Like, it's yeah. quite serious. They don't. They take it. They take it themselves seriously. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't. I mean the worries. I'm going to say yeah, no. I, I don't. Yeah, Fair. but if you just if you hadn't shown me that if you hadn't read it read out the the plot of the Wanderers and shown me the, the poster, post. I <laughs> might have thought that yeah. But actually now, and
2: uh, to describe the the poster, um, if you, you don't want to Google it, um, I'll just describe it to you. It's three men hanging out the side of a stereotypical 1950s kind of.
0: Like a Chevy yeah. convertible,
2: yeah. Uh, all staring at a blonde woman's ass, yeah. So
0: it very much looks like a teen yeah. sex comedy
2: from the 1970s, definitely. Uh, Nosferatu, the Vampire, and Dracula, 1979.
0: Well, now, well, which is it? The, They're all Dracula
2: based on uh, Bram uh, yeah. Dracula, but
0: the, is it? Um, are they both from Hammer Horror Films, the the studio with Christopher Lee? Or, uh, no, no, they're this not. This is way okay.
2: past that, I think. Um, also, Love at First Bite, same year.
0: That doesn't. A little bit less. That doesn't sound like a serious <laughs> no. vampire film.
2: No, but to have every, to have three. So, um,
0: didn't Nosferatu come out much earlier than that? Is this a remake?
2: Uh, this one was actually directed by Werner Herzog. Oh wow! It's. Uh, yeah, it's a stylish. Uh, sorry, it's um, it's a stylistic remake of the nineteen twenty-two German Dracula. Yeah, adaptation Nosferatu,
0: which was which which was the first film version of of the novel, I believe. Yes. So Nosferatu did come. What did come first? I don't know about that because they're yeah. Well, I guess they are twin films. Then, although isn't Nosferatu is not. It's not um it's not Dracula, is it? The 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 vampire in it is not actually the Dracula.
2: Yeah, but it's still uh based off, off the book. The, the novel, yeah. yeah. It's still based off writings.
0: Yeah, I guess that counts. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, I I'd, I'd say that. Yeah. Um what about the Amityville Horror and The Shining?
1: Oh. Both yeah. are supernatural
2: horror films about uh, a family moving into a building where a previous family of tenants has been murdered which the father becomes the previous murderer ultimately attacking his family with an axe
0: yeah see when see, you say it out loud
2: but that's bullet points right there that's um that's getting to the nitty-gritty isn't it
0: yeah when you say it like that without any other context yeah immediately it's like yeah that's the same film mm. but then when you've when you've seen
2: when you complicate it
0: when you watch the two films yes I mean, they couldn't be any more different. No. I mean, The Shining is is so unique, but yeah, I guess it is kind of the same plot. Was Amityville Horror adapted from from a novel?
2: I thought you were about to say adapted from Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, everything is adapted from Nosferatu. Uh, um, yeah.
2: Uh, so it's wasn't it fr- uh, yeah. it's from a book with of the same name that was released two years earlier.
0: Right. Right. Um,
2: and then I can't remember what year The Shining was released in terms of uh,
0: uh, the book or the film. I think the film was the eight was nineteen eighty. Yeah, the film
2: was nineteen eighty. So these are still twelve months apart. And the the novel also came out in nineteen seventy seven, same year as the Amityville Horror. So both books were out mm. the same year. Amityville yeah. Horror out in nineteen seventy nine, and The Shining in nineteen eighty.
0: I've never, I've it's weird. I've never thought of them as as twin films, and mm. I'm 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 based on the movies. It's hard to think of them as twin films because, like, tonally, they're very different. And yep. Obviously, Shining is, you know, it's unique and it's it's Kubrick, Ian. That's a yeah. <laughs> uh, Kubrick Ian, who's that? Kubricky, Kubrick Ian. It's Kubrickness. It's um, Kubrickness, yeah. I mean, God, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. The jury's out on that one. Yeah. I'm not convinced.
2: I mean, uh, like you said, when when I break it down into just the bullet points of what happens, mm. uh, I can see why it's here. Yeah. Pretty prominent one. But then, if you've actually watched the films, I don't think you'd be like, yeah, that's. Uh, say, you if wouldn't. you watched. Uh, Amityville Horror first, and then you're watching The Shining. You wouldn't be getting up and going, "Well, this is just Amityville Horror."
0: I wouldn't at all. But no. but but see, there were other uh, twin films, like the example we used. You, if you watched those two films back to back, you'd be like, "This is exactly the same." Like <laughs> surprisingly, you know, like yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced about that one. Um, the next one
2: down is Border Cop and Border Line. So very similar titles. Mm. Um, and also, and also, see the border, which came out two years later. All invo- involve uh, border control. a the yeah. <laughs> All involve border control or immigration enforcement agents of uh, dangerous encounters with criminals.
0: Right. Oh, I don't know about those ones. a borderline, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's uh,
2: that. Uh, <sighs> see, for free films to
0: all... can't be a twin film if you're a three.
2: Alright, yeah, okay. all right, We'll go to... Well, because Border still came out within two years of both of these. But yeah, Border Cop and Borderline. If you're having two films and an extra one about such a specific subject yeah. of, you know, Border Patrol or Immigration... I'm just a little bit like. That's, I can see again. I can see the the connotations. I can see why people might be like, "Well, this is just the same or very similar." I can see this one. Be, this being one of those ones that gets pitched. One studio doesn't take it and gets a writer to just write another one mm. because they're like, "It's such a," you know, "the the subject hasn't been done much before." someone comes out with that idea the studio likes it but doesn't want to what doesn't want to pay for the script get someone else to write it yes. and then another studio just goes yeah we'll make that yeah do you know what i mean like it's i could see a couple of these being that exact scenario and this one definitely if there's three within 2 years yeah uh, It's a little bit like right they liked the sound of the idea, didn't like the script, wrote their own. Three films all about Border Troll. Wow. So,
0: 1979,
2: 1980.
0: Um, so it's, oh, so it was on the border of the 70s and yeah, 70s 80s. Yeah. See what I did there?
2: Jesus. <laughs>
0: That's two border <sighs> puns.
2: What well, about this one? Raw, as in... Uh, Raw, what?
0: WWF Raw? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Raw as and in a, a lion's roar And Savage Harvest 1981 Both films feature American families being attacked By lions in Africa
0: Right well can I just say first of all That that sounds awesome And yeah. I really want to watch both of those <laughs> uh, I love creature features Yeah um, Is in The Ghost and the Darkness? No Oh that's a great film
2: What's that about?
0: Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas um, Val Kilmer's trying to build a bridge um but the workers keep getting killed and eaten by these but a pair of male lions oh, sure. and it's apparently it was a true story so he hires Michael Douglas in who's this like great hunter eccentric hunter character yeah. to and the to, they team up to try and uh, stop and kill the lions right. it's great <laughs> anyway sorry about that Can't It's me. all right
2: uh so yeah what what, what do you think two f- two films with two american families being attacked by lions in africa
0: yeah that, i mean yeah it does sound like that that does sound like a case again it's on films.
2: the it's on the cusp isn't it because it's got a few very specific details
1: mm. Mm.
2: american families yeah lions in africa I, mean, I don't know where else you can find them but yeah <laughs> yeah to be fair but yeah the more the more bullet points on that the more I'm leaning towards that's probably probably true, yeah, again, I haven't seen either, so maybe it's a little bit of a case of because we haven't seen them I mean would have taken us forever to get through all of these yeah
0: I mean yeah well it depends it depends what it depends on the plot of the movies, but I guess yeah, on paper that that does very much sound like a um a twin film, yeah,
2: the howling Wolfen and an American Werewolf in London. All either involve werewolves or supernatural wolf-like creatures. Right. All nineteen eighty-one.
0: So I've definitely seen An American Werewolf in London. Yeah. I think I've seen The Howling. I've never heard of the other one. Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Again, well... F- w- they're but yeah, they they came out the same year. Mm both werewolf werewolves is
2: a very specific subject
0: yeah because do you know what I mean just, like yeah
2: man meeting like younger man being seduced by older woman not a specific a subject as werewolves yeah so it, there's varying degrees of uh, what constitutes as you're right similar and relevant yeah in these films you're right you know?
0: But it's imagine like you've got two movies about werewolves but one is like um is like a, a romantic comedy about a woman who falls in love with a werewolf and mm. it's like a PG and the other film is like a horror film about a werewolf that b- butchers and brutally murders a bunch of people and it's like an 18. Yeah. Technically you could say well they're both but they're they're both werewolf films because They've got a werewolf in them, yeah. But if one of them's like fucking Twilight, and yep. the other ones like Dog Soldiers, yeah, <laughs> you're not going to say that they're the same,
2: no. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can get that. Yeah.
0: Although I'm pretty sure the Howling and American Werewolf in London are both like uh, bloody cool. and yeah, gory yeah. and horror films, but yeah.
2: So yeah, um, this one is just again a change in the uh, desires of cinema goers as we've kind of reached the early eighties. So you got Porkies, The Last American Virgin, Screwballs, and Losing It. Wow. Uh all of these are sex comedies depicting a group of young male friends trying to lose their respective virginities. Yeah. Uh, or perform another sexually related mission.
0: Ah uh, so I I have seen Porkies. Yeah. Um I
2: haven't seen any.
0: It's uh yeah it's 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 just it's like American Pie but yeah. I think it's set in the 50s or something oh, okay. or the 60s is hmm. set in um, yeah
2: but yeah I think that that is just again just a sign of changing um, styles in cinema <sighs> yeah. I don't think they're that again it's loose
0: yeah those ones that one's a yeah. very um,
2: there's a lot there as well yeah not very twin films if there's for like you said it's not specific enough for me i don't think
0: well you know uh, yeah that see again, so again it's like um like nowadays multiple superhero movies come out in in the, in the same year mm-hmm. we don't we don't think of them as twin films no
1: definitely not so
0: just because they come out in the same year and they're both about um superheroes mm. doesn't mean they're the same yeah so yeah if, if a, you know just because they're sort of I, t- I think the problem is I think it's 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 genre versus versus plot. Mm. If if a film's if two films come out in the same year that have the same genre, I think it's very it's very uh, unsure whether they count as a twin film. If two films come out the same year they've got the same plot, yeah, then I, then it's a I think it's very much a twin film.
2: So uh, with this one, it's uh, the killing of Angel Street and Heatwave 1981 and 1982 both were loosely based on the disappearance of Australian anti-development activist uh, Juanita Nielsen
0: I haven't heard of either of those I
2: don't know I don't know how you can loosely base it on a specific person but um, yeah that's quite a hard one I think Mm.
0: Well, I mean, there have been a couple of biopics that have been twin films that I think very much are definitely twin films. So, but I guess, well, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's if they're both about the same person, Hmm. then yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah. What about this one? This is definitely where it kind of really starts getting juicy. I guess.
0: Um,
2: Some kind of hero. Both 1982 and First Blood.
1: What? Both
2: feature a Vietnam veteran who returns home, who then has trouble adjusting to civilian life. I'm gonna go with no.
0: Wow, I did. I had no idea. First Blood had a twin. <laughs> um, well, what's? The, I've never heard of the other film. Some thing.
2: kind of hero is um, a comedy drama film.
0: Ah, oh, well, there you go. Starring <laughs> Richard Pryor. <Price. laughs> you see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. They can't. If it, it could. It's completely different. Right.
2: Okay. Wait a second. I'm just gonna say this. There's a difference between coming home from Vietnam and not being able to adjust to civilian life. Yeah. Like, I, sh- I assume some kind of hero is like. Right. And Rambo First Blood, <laughs> where Rambo is hunted by the police and by the
0: American government
2: Yeah, uh, at the, towards the end. And uh,
0: it is, is extremely violent and, and has multiple deaths.
2: Yep, and is literally, they won't leave him alone. Uh, there's a, I think there's a little bit of a difference there. Oh, so that's a no from me. That's a no from me. Um the next one is our first one I think or second one maybe where the two films the twin films actually have the same title right uh, Carmen and Carmen obviously uh, 1983 and 1984 less than 12 months uh, respectively both are adaptations of the opera Carmen
0: yeah Wow, I didn't, I didn't know there were film adaptations of Carmen.
2: So there's just two studios out there who, at the exact same time, pretty much were like, "We're going to adapt this opera," and they did. And that's it.
0: Well, that that, that is that apart- is
2: the I think has got to be the the quintessential that is that twin is hundred percent a twin film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one, uh, the next one, I think is um, going to be a good one. Not Go quite on. sure. If it is a twin film, though, <clears throat> we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to see. So, the first one is Octopussy, nineteen eighty-three. Oh, Never Say Never Again, same year. Both films oh, feature slightly yes. older than usual versions of the fictional character James Bond, as played by actors who had played him in multiple past Bond films. You're looking at Roger Moore and uh, Sean connor uh, Sean Connery, respectively. There. Both films are based on older uh older stories authored or co-authored by Ian Fleming himself. Octopussy was based on the short story of the same name and The Property of a Lady and uh Never Say Never Again was based on Thunderball.
0: I don't think that counts at all. Um we will do a Bond podcast I think oh, yeah. and coming. we can talk well, so we can talk about it. but uh, f- f- from what I know, never so never say never again. Is, it never say never again. It's just a remake of Thunderball. Yeah. By the guy who sued, I think the Broccoli's or Eon, because he claimed that he I, I don't know he wrote the screenplay or he he co-wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Or whatever. It's like an offshoot. Isn't he it? got the rights. Yeah. And he also got the rights to like the character of like Blofeld and and the, which is why he he wasn't featured. Yeah. Again in Bond films um, so no I don't think oh, I don't, well they were thing is yeah that they were re- you know Never Say Never Again was re- released on purpose to compete with Octopussy as a sort of snub Yeah, and the wise. fact that they got Sean Connery back to do it
2: that is, uh, is such an interesting story it is isn't it I've seen a couple of documentaries on it and um, yeah as interesting as it is it's definitely not a twin film no no way even if it does have James Bond They yeah old, they're both kind of older and then he, they've played them before also getting back Sean Connery yeah definitely not hence the title
0: of the film yeah because he said he'd never he'd never, <laughs> never played play Bond. Bond again Um I've got a um, controversial opinion here go on. um or an unpopular opinion have yeah. you seen that show Greg James Radio Come and give us your unpopular opinion. No, I've like, seen oh.
1: that.
0: <laughs> I think Never Say Never Again is better than Thunderball. I think it's um See I I I I, I much prefer it. Thunderball's a bit dull, I think.
2: Yes, yeah, not I wouldn't say it's up there, Thunderball.
0: No, so, it's not.
2: Yeah, I'd say Never Say Never Again. Is I also think
0: pr- I also prefer I would rather watch Never Say Never Again than Octopussy. They were both on telly at the same time.
2: Okay. I I don't know, I'll probably say Octopussy. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched Octopussy I've seen seen Never, say Never again uh more recently. So yeah. it's fresher in the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might sway me a little bit, but um yeah, that's uh, I don't think that's necessarily unpopular opinion. I don't think it's I don't think you're gonna get potatoes s- struck at you in the streets.
0: <laughs> Old veg chucked at you. Hey hey you! Yeah you <laughs> You said never say never again was was better than Thunderbolt, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Just splats
2: me with a tomato.
0: You're a tomato. Yeah. Oh, um one
2: odd thing to get um to get yelled at. No, that doesn't
0: count as a twin film at all. No. Shouldn't even be on the list.
2: Nah. No. Um Dreamscape nineteen eighty four same year a nightmare on elm street both are about Ooh. people entering the dreams of others and being able to kill them in real life by killing them in their dreams
0: i mean that is the that i've only seen nightmare on elm street but that is yeah that is exactly what yeah happens. you can't
2: really get a shorter rendition of the plot line than that no nope. and if it's got exactly the same i'm going to just have a cheeky look as yes i have only seen nightmare on Elm Street
0: out of the two so this along with a lot of others is an example of where one is a major box office success that we've all heard of and the other one is I mean this
2: one uh, Dreamscape uh, budget 6 million made in the box office 12 right so got it back I mean in the 80s that might have been okay but it wasn't a, as near, it wasn't as nowhere near as no. well as a commercial success as the uh, as the latter um yeah this has got more um from from what i can read it's got more of a temple of doom vibe because obviously it's a obviously it's about dreams so they can be a bit out there it's uh, given giving off a bit more.
0: I mean, I have noticed that in quite a lot of the instances where you've got a, you've got a set of twin films and one is marginally more successful and well known and popular mm. than the other one, I have noticed that it's it's actually the more unknown, less popular one that is the better film.
2: I think the later you go, I agree. Yeah, the earlier you are. The earlier you are in in time, I think, maybe disagree. Right. Because the next one up is Gremlins and Ghoulies.
0: Oh, oh, my God! Never even heard of Ghoulies. Uh,
2: and also Critters, all involve small, destructive, evil creatures. Yeah,
0: I've seen Critters. It's mm. it is yeah, it's quite clearly a Gremlins ripoff.
2: Uh, yeah, it came out in the two years later. Yeah. So you know, had enough time to kind of I rip it.
0: I don't think that counts as the twin film. No, no, no. Shameless ripoff, isn't it? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's
2: why it's kind of on the sideline. Oh right, um, yeah. But yeah, uh So the, I do agree. But the le- I think it's the later you get, yeah, the nearer you get to now, yeah. Maybe around the nineties, like we said again. Maybe that's where there's a bit of a yeah. switch. But very early on, the the film you've heard of is the better one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, we wouldn't have heard of them.
2: Yeah, probably right. Yeah. Pretty much up until the years we were born, probably. Yeah. Or around this time. Um, Here's one which I don't know about, probably swaying towards a no as well. Go on, go on. Uh, Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Another
0: Rambo film.
2: Love the title, so contradictory. Uh, And Commando, same year. Both one-man army action films.
0: Oh my goodness, I've never thought that. (laughs) I've never thought that before. I didn't even know they came out at the uh, this in the same year. Same
2: year. 1985. Uh,
0: yeah, but, uh, yeah, but Rambo f- uh, First Blood Part 2 is a sequel. True. I don't I don't know if I don't know if that if there's like a sequel loophole. Um
2: but it varies very much from the first one, doesn't it?
0: Oh yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they're completely different movies. Yeah. First one feels more like a, a like a drama than yeah. a Hard hitting, gritty drama, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very much of the era because, like, it's like First Blood's like a seventies gritty yeah. drama about Vietnam, and yeah. First Blood- and Rambo twos is like an eighties like muscles and action shoot 'em up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but oh, I don't know i I think the plots are too different to count as films.
2: Yeah, I f- <sighs> this is probably going to be a recur- recurring theme for the whole thing, where it's the 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 plot points you need more than just their one man one armies. man
0: yeah arnie and sly
2: that is again just a product of the the the
0: time mm. Mm. plus arnie and sly in the 80s were massive rivals who yeah. hated each other and yeah. they were always competing at the box office yeah so um, you could argue that every film they made that came out the same year was was a twin film um, no, I don't. I don't think that's a no from me.
2: Um, next one is the same same year, nineteen eighty five. It's the return of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead, both are zombie movies released almost simultaneously and arising from the collaboration between John Russo and George A. Romero on Night of the Living Dead.
0: Was was because because I know that uh, Romero he made all the most famous uh, of the Dead dead films. Yeah. Yeah. So was that his first? Uh,
2: Yeah, I believe... Yeah, Night of the Living Dead was um, George A. Romero's first zombie film. I just want to make sure I'm not... Because I didn't want to say it was his first movie. That would be...
0: I I know obviously Dawn of the Dead is is his most famous one
2: so uh, Night of the Living Dead was his first film Um, where I'm guessing as it's just said there collaborating with Russo and then obviously in the 1978 he's done Dawn of the Dead so yeah I don't know the fact that they released pretty much simultaneously
0: I mean yeah maybe they are uh,
2: and it's uh, two people who have worked together on zombie films before mm. so I feel like uh, it's uh, it's tangible enough I feel um, yeah there's a lot going on there having two zombie films come out at the same time is not today considered
0: no you wouldn't would you
2: but maybe back in 85.
0: I don't know. I mean we we have we have said a lot already that we don't think that certain films count just because they're the same um genre. genre. So I I don't know. I can't I I'm going to have to pass on that. Yeah. I can't I've make not... a com- judgment. Yeah, that's fair enough. It it depends on the plots of the films. Like if one film's about a group of people stranded in a um in a house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah then it yeah but if one film's about that and the other film's about um a guy i don't know in a in the city you know what i mean
2: there's a there's a fine line we're, we're trying to find um to kind of uh, see which falls under the ca- categories and which y- doesn't yeah but it's, it's hard. like
0: it's like you don't you don't think of star wars and star trek being the same no they're completely different, yeah they're just both set in space and, mm. and feature and in you know um spaceships and space battles and stuff what, so yeah
2: what about weird science and real genius nineteen eighty five once again um all f- feature teens uh dabbling in mad science winding up way over their heads
0: see now that does sound like the same plot yeah so that does that does sound like a twin yeah. film, yeah is weird science the one where they the, the about two the two geeky guys, and they like make a girl, yeah, she's like really fit, and, yeah, yeah <laughs> is that the what happens in the other one as well do they make like a fit girl um sorry sorry an an attractive female
2: real genius,
0: sorry that was on p c um me. don't cancel me please uh,
2: well they don't make they don't make a female, they don't make a, a hot lady um
0: can't say hot lady, mate. That's so.
2: too late. <laughs> um,
0: Hashtag cancel Liam <laughs> 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 oh, Um
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with it, even though that the the fine detail of not making um, a hot lady is is not in the other film.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: but it's 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 enough. I feel it's it's very borderline, but it's enough. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it's enough. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's that's it. yeah.
2: Here's I- one who, uh, here's two actually, which I don't think are twin films. I haven't even seen the latter. Go on. So, Back to the Future, nineteen eighty-five, and Peggy Sue got married. What? Nineteen eighty-six. Both what? feature protagonists who go back in time and meet high school versions of their family members. Played by the same actors. That's not even the main plot point.
0: I didn't even know that there. Was... Well, actually,
2: it is. All right, going back to back in time, it's... going back
0: to the future. But
2: seeing uh, school versions of their family members, there's a lot more going on in Back to the Future.
0: Wow, I never, I wow. I never even heard of the second film.
2: It sounds very. Oh my god! It was it was actually directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Peggy Sue got married.
0: I feel like we need to watch this.
2: Well, I'd, we definitely need to Considering... watch it because Nicolas Cage is in it. But
0: Wow. Um... So it's like a Back to the Future ripoff, s- directed by Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> starring Nicolas Cage. That Have sounds I never brilliant. Heard of this film. We've got to watch that.
2: Yeah, but uh, it's a no from me. A resounding no.
0: What, on the twin film debate? Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, Top Gun and Iron Eagle, same year, 86. Both are films about fighter pilots.
0: Again, I'm ashamed to say I haven't seen Iron Eagle. I have I, there's a lot of these where I haven't seen one, but I have seen the other. Large. I mean looking
2: to... at the looking at the the poster, it looks like it's a ripoff. It looks like Iron Eagle is a ripoff. There's yeah. just like Yeah, there's like jets in the background. It looks like a Photoshop from now, from today, where it's got a guy in jeans and a red t shirt. And then his mate in a flight suit behind him. Yeah. It does look like a cheap knockoff of...
0: See, I don't think knockoffs count as being twin films. Yeah. I feel like
2: we've strayed into that territory. Yeah, You've got two on the list now. Both animations. So the first set of twin films, uh, all of these 1986, um, and An American Tale and The Great Mouse Detective.
0: Oh what? no, they're completely different. I know. <laughs> such a th- such a thin
2: spread here. Both animated, both featuring mice.
0: They're completely different movies. Up, I, I, yeah, I. Mm. But
2: the next one,
0: well, as in Basil, the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, I think so. It's like a Sherlock Holmes ripoff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Basil of Baker Street. Yeah, yeah.
0: that was well, that's what that's compl- that. And that's nothing like American Tale. American Tail's about Russian immigrants.
2: What about this one, though, where it's GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. Oh, my goodness. And the Transformers movie.
0: Oh, the animated animated one.
2: Both are animated features derived from TV cartoons based on toy lines about transforming robots.
0: Yeah, that does sound very twin-like, doesn't it?
2: That does sound very twin, but I make a little bit of a case for them not being twin movies that they're actually just the same idea for toys so maybe um one so maybe gobots you know copy transformers or the other way round mm. not necessarily in in film but in toys yes mm. so, uh so, although it is a bit suspect that they came out of the same year, yeah. If it had been a couple of years apart, probably not. But the same year, you know, I'm kind of thinking that it was more in in real life instead of you know releasing films in real life. They one has copied the other, yeah, for the toy line. For the actual idea of having robots yep. transforming into vehicles, you know, transforming robots, but in terms of them being twin films, maybe not.
0: Mm, yeah, see, but I'm,
2: I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm only making a, a short case, but I'm then going to just back back out of it and just say it, they are. Yeah. Next one is The Vindicator and Robocop, nineteen eighty six and 87 respectively. Both are about an innocent man who is left mutilated and near dead by villains. is constructed into a cyborg by a special weapons company and seeks revenge on the people responsible for his fate. There's a lot going on there.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, I, I haven't seen The Vindicator. Which one came out first?
2: The Vindicator.
0: That, see, again, it, that sounds... I know that it's Robocop is the knockoff, but it sounds like a knockoff. Yeah. Sounds like they knocked off. Yeah and unfortunately for the vindicator they made a much more successful film
2: yeah i mean um i haven't heard of anyone who's in it i haven't heard of the writers producers or directors um but yeah it does kind of sound a bit like a a knockoff of robocop i feel even looking at, slightly at the poster and you know, a couple of pictures. it did feel like a little bit. Felt like it maybe built on the idea. I feel like uh, the idea of uh, someone being killed, brought back to life as a robot, was the idea, the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and out of that pitch came one of these two. And then another again, another studio must have just been like, "That sounds really good. We'll get some some better writers on it, some some better director." Uh, yeah, obviously it's uh, Paul Verhoeven for this for RoboCop. Mm. I feel like that was uh, maybe something that's happened there. I'm, I'm gonna go with yes on that one. That's a def- that's a definite twin film for me. Um, but it's a weird kind of i think that might have been one of the first examples where uh maybe that and go bots was probably where they came out first and you you know you're you're a little bit like well the, the 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 one that came out first sounds like the imposter yeah that's true uh like father like son 1987 and big 1988 um all portray boys who transform into or who switch bodies with an adult.
0: Never heard of like father, like son. No, have I. Different years again, but in Big, he doesn't switch bodies. It's not a body switch film. No, he he grows. Does not yeah,
2: he, I guess like overnight. Yeah, not necessarily switching bodies.
0: I think that. I don't think that counts.
2: No, I'm going to say that no as well. Uh, Point Break and Stone Cold, 1991. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin
0: Austin. a biopic of Stone Cold Steve Austin Uh,
2: all are stunt heavy action crime films where an undercover cop must infiltrate a criminal organisation whilst being berated by their superiors
0: yeah but point breaks about surfing a game of surfers
2: they've left out a very clear (laughs) right right. if if they'd then gone at, at the end of the description and then been like oh and it's about surfing both about surfing, I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck, that's uh, that's very similar." Tombstone and White Up, yeah, both Wyatt Up yeah. biopics.
0: Yeah, So that that is one of the first ones that oh, I guess we're straying into the nineties. The nineties now. now. Yeah. That is one of the first big ones where I was like, "Oh, oh my god, it's the same film." That's when I started. That's when I really re- it really was noticeable for me. Mm. I mean I've seen them both Uh, I think Tombstone's a better film yeah me too Um, it's got better acting in it Um, it's more gripping Um, but I I I think Wyatt Earp may have been more successful more of a a box office success (laughs) I think this was one of the examples of where I was saying earlier about how I think the, the less successful uh Film is is better. Yeah. Um. Oh, they're definitely a twin film. Definitely, without a doubt. There's it's There's exactly the same plot.
2: Um, Rookie of the Year and Little Big League, nineteen ninety three and ninety four, both are films in which a twelve year old boy becomes involved in major league
0: baseball. Um, I have heard of Rookie of the Year. Uh I don't know, I haven't heard of the other one.
2: I mean it's very specific. That does
0: sound very similar, yeah.
2: Like twelve year old boy. Yeah. Involved in Major League Baseball. Term. Yeah, if
0: yeah. Well yeah, if it was just they're both about baseball, that's yeah, not no. specific enough. But I think that is definitely a twin film.
2: California nineteen ninety three and uh Natural Born Killers, nineteen ninety four. Um
0: I've never heard all, of
2: it. All the road mo- so these two are road movies About a couple engaging in multi-state killing sprees, and all directly or loosely based on the real murder of Charles Starkweather. Uh, Both have Juliette Lewis as main character.
0: Oh wow! Well, I've seen Natural Born Killers, but I've never heard of the other one. No. Um. Oh wow! Yeah. So they're kind of
2: they're directly or loosely based on a real life murder both have similar the same actress as main character.
0: Well, Tarantino any, yeah. does who wrote I believe Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. He does I mean he does take a lot of influence from other movies, doesn't he, when he mm. writes his his films. I mean he 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 he, he op- he's open about that though. Yeah. You know, he does say that um a lot of them are um based on uh, uh, other movies like reservoir dogs i think is is very similar to like a um an eighties like uh japanese film or something like that yeah. th- um so uh yeah um yeah i don't, well i don't know i can't, i not have i've never ever even heard of california so i couldn't possibly um Plus, they're different years as well. Um, when it comes when when the films are released in d- different years, that's when I'm, more, I'm more skeptical about their twin yeah. film status.
2: Yeah. Um. Here's one that isn't twin films. Straight up. But
0: but, but, but it's on you, the list.
2: But it's on the list. Go on. Uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Oh. Set a year apart. Oh is one just a reaction to the other not even cuz they're not sim- they're not the ideas of the video game are similar yeah but that doesn't that doesn't mean that that oh that automatically makes it a twin film
0: they're very different plots as well. Yeah, different movies. Mortal Kombat is it takes itself a bit more seriously than Street Art Fighter. Yeah, so very tongue in cheek.
2: All of, uh, you know both these martial arts action films based on one to one fighting video game franchises. Yeah. I don't think, you know, no, I don't know. I think the ideas of the video games, obviously, they're the same genre of video game, and you know, there's. You there's certain good and bad fighters, you know, mm. that mean good and bad characters when it translates to film. I don't, I don't see that as twin films either because there's just over a year as well. I think it's more one was a reaction to the announcement that the other was going to be released. Yeah, because they see themselves as rivals in the video game space when one was being produced. I'm pretty sure it was when Street Fighter was being produced that. You know, I've seen a, a couple of documentaries about Mortal Kombat as well. Like it had like no budget, and they were, had to rush the film out. I think they were just trying to capitalize on Street Fighter being released. Yeah. You know, a video, a video game movie being made in the same genre that the Mortal Kombat was. I don't think it's a twin film though.
0: Well, again, it's like it's like. um it's like if two superhero movies come out the same year mm. which happens very often these days well it, what i did um d- that, does that make them twin films i don't think it does
2: executive decision and air force 1
0: oh
2: both are films about terrorists hijacking a plane and a rescue team saving the passengers and defeating the terrorists
0: oh I haven't seen Executive Decision for a long time, but I do recall thoroughly enjoying it, probably more than Air Force One, which I know is controversial. Yeah, although I don't recall Executive Decision having the president no, in it. it doesn't. It's if just it about did, a plane. I'd, I'd
2: say that was their, their twin film. Yeah. But there isn't enough there in the plot there's just not there's that kind of key missing point
0: yeah yeah uh, I think yeah executive decisions just about hijacking isn't it yeah whereas Air Force One's that is they hijack Air Force One and that because they want to ransom they want a, this like Russian general released or something yeah um yeah I don't know actually I I don't know and I've seen both those films so I should know Mm. Um. I yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting one. Same same year. Yes. Mm, Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. uh Oh
2: no! Sorry, Uh, one year apart.
0: Oh, then no, no, no. They're not. If they were the if if they were the same year, I would have to. I would. I would have to pass on that. Uh. But but if they if they if they were brought out in different years, then then no, that doesn't count.
2: Yeah, executive decision ninety six, Air Force One ninety seven.
0: No, that doesn't count.
2: Uh, we've come to another that is a hundred percent a twin film and probably one of the most famous set of twin films. Right, Dante's Peak and Volcano.
0: Yeah, um, you well you you you're spot on with that. The, I would say that is number that is second to the one we're going to talk about later yeah. in in the most famous of all twin films. Um, yeah, again, this was like with White Earp and Tombstone. This was another one where I was like at the time, mm. unfortunately I'm old enough to remember when these films came out, um, I was like, I can't believe they've made two of the same film. I don't understand. Why do they do that? Yeah. God, there couldn't be any more twin if they tried. No, I mean, no. they are... That along with um, the you know, other one. United
2: 93 and Flight 93. Oh,
0: God, yeah. Again, they are 100%. <laughs> that is 100%. Yeah. And also, again, with Dante's Peak and Volcano, um, I think Dante's Peak is way better than Volcano. What, what's yep, your... I'd say, yeah. So much better. Yeah. Um. But again, Volcano's got a much more... I think it's got a much more bigger, like hollywood blockbuster feel you know it's set in like la i think and it's got like tommy lee jones in it and yeah whereas dante's peak's just set in setting just like a small town mm. in like middle america somewhere
2: i guess start skipping ahead a little bit
0: um are you now
2: yeah i got to uh, start being a little bit selective um some of them on here are quite on this list you find on wikipedia is they're quite ridiculous like finding nemo and shark tale Ooh. not the, not the same year
0: not the same year no oh, 2003 well, 2004 oh, well then definitely not no cuz that that's just that's a knockoff mm. shot that that doesn't count it's the, not a twin film twin a knockoff and a twin and a twin twin films are completely different mm.
2: Uh, Freddy versus Jason and Alien versus Predator.
0: Well, both feature mm, horror icons of the 80s fighting against each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that one. I'm not, I don't know. Could be, could also not be. Yeah. I agree with you about finding Nemo's Shark Tale. I don't think they count.
2: Um,. Yes, yeah, some of these are not even the same. Yeah. Uh here's one that will probably Which is definitely a no. Go on. But I think some people would probably say yes. But we'll definitely say no. Uh The Prestige and the Illusionist. Two thousand six. Both are films about nineteenth oh, century magicians.
0: Ooh. Controversial. Oh, I for- completely forgot that the illusionist ever even existed. Yeah,
1: same. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've totally sorry, seen Edward. it.
0: Sorry, Ed, if you're listening. Um yeah. Um well, Liam. Um as is frequently mentioned in this podcast and in in our everyday conversation, <laughs> um we have very differing Views on Christopher Nolan mm. and his his filmography, um, but I really, really love The Prestige. I think it's one of his best films. I think it's very. I think it's underrated compared to some of his other films, which, as you know, I think are overrated. But that's a whole other podcast for another time. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: go through a bit of a quickfire. Um,
0: so you so... Do, you don't think Prestige and Illusionist? No. I'm, I'm going to disagree. I think they are. Yeah. I'm going to go for a yes on that one, actually. Of course, I had to disagree with you. It's Chris Van <laughs> Had to. But, uh, yeah, I have to say out of the two films, I do prefer The Prestige.
2: I'm also seeing a lot of um, films that came out a year later, so I'm going to kind of disregard those. I don't think that counts. Uh, this Is The End and The World's End?
0: No. No? Nah. They're completely different. <laughs> this Is The End is like a meta film where they play themselves and That's they're true. like... And it's like, it's the rapture. Yeah. The World's End It's about aliens and yeah. it's set in Wellington City, where we <laughs> live. Well, it was filmed, it was filmed in Wellington City and Letchworth. Yeah. That's not even the same plot. Just because it's got the end in the title. That's dumb. No, I'm not having that. That doesn't count at all.
1: Um
2: Batman v Superman and Captain America Civil War.
0: No. Well no I don't mm, I don't mm, that's a toughie oh, I don't were they just released in the same year?
2: 2016
0: again I've never thought of them as twin films which is odd because they are very similar but
2: and I mean the most recent example of uh twin films that is pretty much stonewall they're both twin films is The Zodiac and Zodiac. Obviously both about the Zodiac Killer. Right, yeah. Also Curse of the Zodiac, which came out within twelve months.
1: I
0: mean I didn't I'm only aware of the David Fincher mm. Zodiac film. Um.
2: But now let's kind of get to two films which we have identified as the most famous right twin films which is
0: well along with Dante's Peak and Volcano yeah. which i think
2: is... i think is that okay they'll, they'll be joint with that but we've gone for these two to two yeah to talk, okay fine yeah 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 which is deep impact and armageddon
0: deep impact and armageddon are the i think the most famous example of twin films of them all, going this is going all the way back um and again i I, I do rem- this more than the others, I do remember when they these films came out and and I couldn't believe that they'd made two films that were exactly hmm. exactly the same at the, and they'd made them and released them at the same time with and and this and with the intention of making them and releasing them at the same time for the purpose of trying to you know out box office or or you know outdo the other yeah this is the quintessential um example of twin films this is the one everyone everyone knows everyone thinks of so when if you ask someone who isn't like a you know movie geek like us if could you know uh, can you give me an example of where two films have come out at the same time that they're, they're exactly the same. Yeah. They would say, "Oh, Armageddon and Deep Impact."
1: Yeah.
0: But if you said to them another example that, that you they'd be like, "Oh, oh, I didn't even didn't realize that." But everyone knows. Yeah. Armageddon and, and Deep no,
2: Impact. There's no there's no gray area. There's no like wiggle room for you to say that they're not.
0: No, not at all. Really, either. Not at all. You know. Um,
2: Ex- no you just can't
0: yeah so we so we actually rewatched both of these films mm. in preparation for for this being that it was um the the biggest example of a twin film um and um yeah it's interesting because even though they are like the same plot um and they are uh you know they are the uh the twin films they they they're somewhat different oh yes um yeah which what which, which one should we talk about first
2: we'll talk about deep impact okay Because uh, that came out first technically and we have agreed that it is better yeah than Armageddon, which is more commercially successful
0: oh absolutely
2: so it it kind of ties into our our rule of uh, as soon as you get out of the eighties that uh, the one that is the commercial success it's flipped on its head it's the worst of the two films
0: yeah you're right it, it, the, the... so
2: deep impact is the better film yeah it didn't do as well commercially um
0: but Armageddon is the more popular and more successful one yeah i mean for me I must admit you know when when these films came out i i i i i i admit it i' much preferred Armageddon i really loved Armageddon it was one of my favorite films um you know and the thing is when you are a kid i mean again i'm not going to say how old i was in 1998 um <laughs> but when you when when you are that age you you, you know as a you do want a, you want explosions and uh and you know cheesy action and you want that more than hard hitting emotional drama <laughs> so i so for me armageddon was much better than deep impact and i loved it and um i didn't i think i unfairly sort of brushed deep impact off i didn't give it the i think the respect or the sort of um um the the thought and time that it deserved um i was just all about you know armageddon michael bay Explosions and, and, uh, you know, uh, set pieces and action. Um, But yeah, Deep Impact, when we, I I must, the more as I've got older, the more I've watched Deep Impact, the more I've really appreciated it. And when we watched it the other night, um, I found it brilliant. I mean, it's so, it's it's so compelling, it's emotional, it's a much more grounded human story.
2: We said when we were watching uh, Deep Impact that. It starts off with this very real political drama. Yeah. You know, um, is it James Cromwell? His uh, character is like Secretary of State and he quits. And there's a misunderstanding through communication that he has supposedly um had an affair and he's like trying to deflect away from that by resigning and when i was watching it i was just like because it had been a little while since i'd seen it i didn't i didn't remember this part really because you know obviously it being a big disaster movie like what i remember from deep impact is you know the last 25 minutes Mm um and maybe a bit before that but this the way it starts out is like so grounded yeah you know it's very, a political drama
0: very much so it's like yeah. the west wing yeah and then um, yeah.
2: and then uh, like uh, not out of nowhere because they've obviously uh, had elijah wood's character kind of he discovers this comet doesn't he really um and then the other guy the <laughs> this is a, that's a little bit of a ridiculous bit in it where uh the other discoverer of the comet crashes the car off a cliff in comedic style.
0: Yeah. And, that's it,
2: ex- true. and it explodes. <laughs> Literally, it doesn't hit anything other than the ground, and the fucking thing goes up like a Michael Bay film, really.
0: Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah,
2: that's, that's a bit of a weird bit.
0: It's weird that it blows up and yeah. it doesn't just roll down the cliff.
2: That, yeah, that's a little bit. That's the only bit that is a bit out of out of touch. That wouldn't have been out of place in the Michael Bay film, in the in Armageddon. But yeah, it's it's a lot more. It's a lot more about the a um, uh, little bit more about the world that they live in, and more about like the politics and the. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely. Um, how, it's definitely a little bit more on how would people in that particular sphere of um, the the president and the the press and the journalists and yeah. then getting on tv and it's more about that than you know drillers and um
0: yeah and also it it's um I guess Deep Impact* has got like three, three different plots all happening at the same time, rather than one. You've got the, um, the space mission, um, which um, uh, and then you've got the the sort of um, we've well, got Tia Leone's story, which is the sort of political, um, drama. Mm. Side, and then you've got Elijah Wood story, which is more of a sort of everyday, yeah, family. So
2: it's showing loads of bases, right? You know? It's kind of covering all the bases yeah. of, um how would the world react?
0: Yeah, and none of them meet.
1: No, no Robert
0: no. Tier Leone and Elijah Wood. None of the characters yeah. meet each other. No, they don't. They don't hear talk of of it. They never interact with each other. No, uh, and it feels more like global. On yeah. That. Because
2: it feels like an all-encompassing story, yeah. rather than the very specific story of and also um, they um, AJ and Harry.
0: I didn't realise this, but um, the, the the space mission, which is which is only a subplot in Deep Impact, um, led by Robert Duvall, it is the same mission as yep. an Armageddon. Yeah. Um, but the reason that they don't spend literally half the movie. <laughs> Um, going on, they they about it is yeah. because in in Deep Impact, um they are astronauts who go to space with a drill, <laughs> bec- t- and their intention is to land on the on the comet, yeah. drill a hole, and drop a nuke down it. Which, um, well, I mean, we'll talk about <laughs> that later when we get to Armageddon. But yeah. but because. I guess the reason that they that that that, that only, they only needed a third of the movie to to that for for that is because it's pretty simple.
2: It didn't uh, it, it didn't insult you as the uh, as the audience into yeah. It, it didn't insult your intelligence. You know that someone who trained most of their life to be an astronaut or a scientist could drill a hole.
0: Yeah. Could learn how um, to point a drill yeah. down yeah. and press press button.
2: Yeah. And they're all engineers, so they'd be able to set it up and work it. Maybe
0: the makers of Deep Impact thought um the the concept of teaching drillers to be astronauts rather than astronauts to be drillers is so dumb. They're not <laughs> even they don't even they don't even they cover even it. it. They, they don't know. even mention it. No. It's it's not it's it's just. There's not even a passing comment. There's not even a. They trust you. A, a five-minute montage. They trust about you, it. the audience. To yeah. They exactly. Yeah. They don't treat their audience like they're like they're really stupid.
2: And then with Armageddon, it's just two and a bit hours of fucking nonsense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. It it it. It's just Deep Impact. Just so emotional. And, yeah. And and, and uh, oddly. Despite the fact that it's like three different plots about three different people um it does a really good job of of making you you know of fleshing out the characters making them three dimensional and and relate- you relating to them like I, you know i even though any third of the movies is is like focused on them yeah. i really i really feel for all their characters and you know they all have they have a really good like story arc um like te sort of Reconnecting with her father, and then that oh, there's that beautiful scene where they, um, she goes to, he's waiting on the beach, and Mm. she goes there, and they uh, they they make up, yeah, and they just they just wait for the tsunami, yeah, um, uh, it's beautiful, and then you got Elijah Wood, and and you know how he, he like he gets invited to the ark, but then he he decides that he can't go without without his his uh girlfriend, slash girlfriend who yeah and he goes back for her and and then and and also and then the space mission as well um which again i really like that um because it's it's kind of similar to armageddon in the um they you know they 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 decide that the only way they can stop the the bigger of the two comets um is that they will sacrifice themselves? But um, yeah, they do it in such a matter-of-fact way. It's like we've we've got to do this. Yeah, it's it's our it's our duty to humanity.
2: And also with with Deep Impact, the space mission, right? Things do go wrong because they just probably they just would because you know. Uh, yeah. hu- two huge comets coming towards the Earth yeah. is going to have so much da- da- data and so much complications yeah. that it will be virtually impossible to fulfill without a hitch.
0: Of course, yeah.
2: But it doesn't go the bombastic route of Armageddon of every single fucking turn, <laughs> something going horrifically wrong. Yeah. That I'm just like exhausted yeah. by the time you get to the end. Yeah you know they they dock at the russian space station
0: yeah
2: which i don't know like i mean it, there's an international space station which is well kept and not a fucking leaky submarine in space
0: yeah
2: and as soon as they get there they're there for like 20
0: minutes and the thing fucking explodes i know i thought that last night like why did why did it explode why did it have to i was to... like if it was that run down
2: they'd know about it yeah. and they'd fucking get him out of there they, would, they wouldn't be able to yeah. go in there I was just like I'd, again it's been a while uh, recurring theme, but it's been a while since I'd seen Armageddon as well and I was like as soon as they got into space not only were they hampered by the fact that majority of them are not astronauts but at every turn everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong yeah I know that yeah. might happen in real life. Yeah. Like, uh, again, it, it's, it's in terms of the film, but the, the realism, like, just goes straight out the window.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, uh, as if you haven't already gotten over the fact that they're drillers going into space, if you can get over that, once you get into space, their journey is just like a death trap at every single t- I know a lot of astronauts say it's kind of like that because you're out in the vacuum of space but they go to a space station that's like falling apart like did people on earth not know it's falling apart and you know it just it it completely explodes and it's just like what
0: yeah you're right um, whereas in deep impact there's
2: also got to be safety implications or safety contingencies for if that was to happen for the fucking thing not to explode
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: and I'm just like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah, when it comes to Armageddon and their space mission.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, when the when things go wrong for them in Deep Impact, they deal with it like professionally, like astronauts would. Yeah, I mean, one the one guy gets like blinded. Yeah, Um, uh, you know, Pete from Friends gets, um, well, he I think he just gets I think he just like get shot off into space, yeah. and yeah. they're like, "We can't. He's, yeah. he's done for. We yep. can't. We're not going to. We fuck can't in. go after him. Yeah. Uh. We've, we've got. We've got a mission. We've got a job to do. I want to be the ultimate fighting champion.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wants to be the ultimate astronaut. I want
2: to be the ultimate astronaut. What's
0: it you kept saying, um, Monica?
2: Was... I'm sorry, I can't be with you, <laughs> but I've got to go into space.
0: <laughs> oh, she says no sex before the space mission. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh. It's
0: poor old John Favreau. He'll forever be Pete from Friends, won't he? No matter what he does, no matter no matter how good a director he is, he'll always want to be the ultimate fighting champion. No, but um, <laughs> poor old Pete. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just um, yeah. It's just it's just deep impact. I mean, compared to Armageddon deep impact feels like a like a bl- bloody. Documentary. It does really. (laughs) really Um, But uh, but yeah um, yeah that's um, that was a good a good example there the the um, the Russian space station scene is 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 that is that is like Michael Bay on speed isn't it That's just so over the top and pointless. I mean they could have cut that out of the movie.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't. They need
2: uh, for, for fuel. For fuel.
0: What? What? You, they wouldn't give them enough fuel. Why didn't they give them enough fuel in the first and, place? And
2: when you look at the the exterior of the space station, you're a little bit like, so this space station that's falling apart has enough fuel, more fuel than they needed to leave Earth and travel to the space station. Yeah. I was just like, the the maths is so fucking off. Like that that can't be right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even me as a person, I'm definitely not a scientist. Also. But I'm like, surely there should be enough. Fuel. I
0: noticed in the briefing scene
2: It's not a petrol station. Billy
0: Bob Thornton says that it will take them um it will take them just over an hour to get from Earth to the to the Russian space station, right? Yeah. But it will take them sixty hours. He actually says this sixty hours, so like um, over uh, what we're we talking two, two days, three Mate, days yeah, more than that, yeah. to get Maybe. from to then get from the space station to the, the, the point where they have to slingshot around the moon. Yeah, yeah. So if they have to refuel for petrol after an hour. Petrol. I What am I talking? About? You know what I mean. <laughs> if they have to refuel Fuel. after yeah. an hour,
2: I know it burns a lot to get out of Earth's atmosphere. I'm very aware of that, but I'm also a little bit like.
0: I don't, why are we what? even? Why are we even debating the logic? <laughs> it's the it's such a dumb film. But it
2: just takes you out of the film so much by all these these little things that are just you're you're just questioning your own reality. You're just like that can't be right.
0: I mean, honestly, you can actually feel like your brain cells individually dying when yeah. you watch when you watch Armageddon. I mean, like I say, I used to love it. I absolutely loved it, but now. When I was an adult watching Armageddon, I mean, it's 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 almost unwatchable. Yeah. Um. I mean, I remember saying to you just at the beginning, uh, that the amount of really fast tracking shots. Every shot was a tracking shot, and there were so many like super speedy close-ups yeah. to actors' faces, and where they the way they and and they they are acting in it was a terrible. They're just delivering like really over the top. Um, so, overly acted lines, like like they're in a you know, like they're in a an American soap opera. It's
2: it's laughable. Towards the end, it's just
0: towards the no, not even towards the end, but oh, it's so cheesy as well. Some of the lines, oh, your boyfriend's back. It's like, what? And she's like all oh, like grinning. I'm like oh, like what the like the fucking world's going to end in like twelve <laughs> hours. Like stop making uh... cheesy one-liners. You know, let's turn this bomb off and all that. And it's like, what? <laughs> oh. Take yourself. There's none of that deep impact. There's none of no. that cheesy, macho, one liner oh. bullshit. It's-,
2: it's what were we saying, was, uh, where uh, they're surprised that they're, they've they got a gun oh, in space? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, how the hell did you get a gun in space? And look, I know. Two minutes ago, Steve Buscemi was firing a Gatling gun right. <laughs> into, into the void never of space. I've noticed that before. And then he like pulls a gun on him and he's just like... You're, you're just like... Yeah. You, he's got a handgun. This it's tiny like, little
0: Beretta. Six you, you, barrel Beretta. And they've got a Gatling gun outside.
2: Or a nuke <laughs> in the ship. It's like, if you shoot me, I'll fucking whack this nuke in a warhead and we'll all just die. I know. Oh,
0: it's so funny. Oh, but that's not even. It's just that's not even. It's just ah, oh, so it's just so dumb. Everything. I mean, oh, it's so. And you know, the, obviously the the thing that, that that really sticks out is the sure. the whole this this the idea that um the idea that it 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 would be more difficult. This is according to Armageddon it would be more That's difficult... That's according to, just to Michael Bay. Yeah, all right, sorry, to so Michael Bay. It would be more difficult to, to train astronauts to become drillers in eight months, because he says in the film they've been training for eight months, than it would be to train drillers to become astronauts in 12 days. And that is... The more you think about that, the more fucking ridiculous it sounds. Like... <laughs> like you said, astronauts train all their lives for years on end. And according to the film, the guy says it in the film, they've been training for eight months to, to, to use how to not, they've already done the astronaut training. They're yep. already professional astronauts. Yep. And they've then been training for eight months to operate a drill. And Bruce Willis is like, well, oh, well, you know, they don't know Jack about drilling. <laughs> it's like, but, and so but so and so they then teach the this group of ragtag one-dimensional uh you know rough greasy oil drillers to become <laughs> astronauts in uh, in 12 days and that is more believable
2: it's, it's the bit where uh bruce willis is like yeah well i'm a third generation driller been doing this all my life and I still don't know everything about drilling. <laughs> You're just like, it's not, it's not a fucking, it's literally, I'm about to say it, it's not fucking rocket science.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Look, I'm not having a go at drillers. I'm not saying it's, I'm sure, I'd, I'm i sure it's a, it's a difficult job and it requires a lot of, you know, um, a, a lot of, I don't know, strength and, and um, I guess you've got to, you know when you're drilling for oil and you know accidents can happen as we know from the bp oil spill and that i guess mm. you've got to be able to think on your feet and make decisions work under pressure and all that stuff uh, maybe it's i don't know i'm t- talking out of my ass here maybe it's like being a fire a firefighter or something yeah. i'm not saying it's not a difficult job at all i'm not disrespecting people drillers but to say that it would to say that it it, it it would be easier to train drillers to become astronauts than it would be to train astronauts to become drillers is fucking dumb. <sighs> <laughs> I mean I mean but but anyway, I mean that's just that's just a tiny plot point. But then the film itself, I mean, it's Michael Bay at his absolute worst.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean I don't I don't think Michael Bay's as bad as people say. I quite like some of his films. I really like the rock. Mm. Um, yeah we said yeah. Uh, it's one of that's a great action movie um but i think armageddon was the beginning of the, the, the decline mm. for 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 michael bay and um and uh yeah i mean it's so over the top and ridiculous explosions you know like the opening scene remember the opening scene that it's it's like they're like astronauts in space and then yeah out of the blue, they just get suddenly hit by a, a meteorite storm.
2: As if they wouldn't be able to fucking see it yeah. if they turned around. <laughs> like what? It's if like they...
0: what? Like even even Houston don't do yeah. they're like oh my god, what what just yeah. happened?
2: What and, the? F- and how
0: would you not know that?
2: They explain it in such a throwaway line as well, don't they? They say, "Oh well, the budget's only a million dollars. You can't really see." more like we can see 3% of the sky and it's pretty big fucking In sky. deep
0: impact, they yeah. know about the comet like 2 years in advance. Yeah. I mean I th- I read somewhere that there's that, that there's a comet heading for earth now that um but it's not actually going to hit us it's going to like pass us by a, a Few thousand miles or something, yeah. and it's also tiny. Yeah. Just don't want to alarm people. <laughs> but but it's heading for us now. But it's not going to hit us for like fifty years. But they know. Yeah. It's on its way. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. So how they how would they not be able to see? How
2: did they not see a comet that right. actually hit them? Like the ash astro- right? The astronaut he's out doing. I think doing repairs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's screwing something. Yeah. yeah. He's drilling. And. <laughs> God, he's doing some drilling. He's doing some absolutely perfect drilling. <laughs> he's, a, he, no, he's a he's a he's a top class driller. But he
2: died, so um you That's know, right. they lost their best driller. That's right. But like I know obviously you can't hear it, but obviously in space he would have had to have gone out of the 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 shuttle into the position where he was. Yeah. It's a gigantic comet. You would have been able to see it, you would have been able to see these bits coming at
0: you, yeah, and surely they would have been able to see the actual meteorite mm. f- coming that's head that was heading on yeah. a direct collision course with earth it's
2: like um it's like a trick of the camera where the the comet is off screen it's totally there, but they don't see it because we don't see it, yeah, do you know what I mean like yeah. If you were just yeah. there normally, yeah. you'd see it,
0: right? But because, Again, but because yeah. it's
2: for film, because it's for cinema, they don't see it because it's out of frame.
0: Again, it's the filmmakers treating the audience like dumb yeah, kids. Literally. That, and and also it's well, like the meteorite, they're all like, oh god, in the headache-inducing um, NASA scenes where it's constant tracking shots and people moving and running around. Honestly, that was more. <sighs> That was more headache-inducing than the, the explosions later on in, yeah. when they're actually on the meteorite. There's one bit where the guy runs in with a piece of paper that's just got like a, a red circle drawn on in felt-it pen. And he's like, <laughs> we have 18 days until it hits Earth. I'm like, what? 18 days? Are you fucking kidding me? 18 days? That's all we would have? 18 yeah. days notice? No way. That's fucking ridiculous. You, you, uh, 18 days? That uh, that oh god this film, um, <laughs> I mean it's just uh, I mean yeah and uh, you know and yeah uh, I t- I mean we I don't it does have some redeeming features I mean it's quite it's it's quite amusing like yeah. the mon the training sequence oh, yeah. is quite amusing with the uh, um the one dimensional drill really. yeah but they are one dimensional i mean i mean you know let's be honest that you know it's like it's like michael clark duncan oh he's he's big and he's black yeah um steve buscemi he's like creepy and witty yeah will Patton's like a, a i don't know like a, a strange dad um what's max he's just fat um that's, that's his thing he's fat um would
2: never been allowed into a space yeah um, he would uh, he would have been like I've got to take my best guys except for Max yeah uh like, don't, don't worry
0: about him <laughs> Owen Wilson is is just Owen Wilson being oh, Owen Wilson yeah. um and so yeah they're they're very uh, yeah um I also I, I read somewhere as well that they they shoehorned in the AJ and grace romance off of the back of Titanic. Oh really? Because Titanic really successfully blended the romantic, the the romance and the disaster. Yeah. So they sh- shoehorned that. Plot. Even
2: though half of the film, they've got to be away from each other.
0: I know. Well, I guess they were trying to appeal to like the teenagers and sort of, um, you know, like, uh, you know, what I mean, like a lot of the
2: crowd, the Titanic crowd. Because
0: Titanic, in a way, sort of pleased a lot of um, everyone because it had you know, something for the... It had a romantic drama, but it also had, like, a disaster movie yeah, with lots yeah. of death. And, yeah, yeah, of So I guess they were trying to achieve that, and I guess they did achieve that because, at the end of the day, Armageddon is more popular, Deep Impact. It's more beloved. It, it was far more successful. And even today, it's still thought of as the better film. I'm sure there are people listening to this now who are like, oh, Deep Impact shit. Armageddon's great. How dare you slag it off? Um,
2: What's the best thing about Deep Impact and what's the best thing about Armageddon?
0: Wow. Um, Yeah, that's a great question with a complicated answer. Um, I think for me, I think the best thing about Deep Impact is that it takes the subject matter extremely seriously yeah, with the the gravitas, if that's the right word, that a subject like the end of the world and and you know an apocalyptic event should have. Yeah. Whereas Armageddon takes this the idea that a meteorite's going to hit Earth and destroy all life as as a as a sort of tongue in cheek gung ho you know um here
2: we go one time for america
0: yeah cheesy like. like um usa hollywood action movie um and it sort of insults the audience whereas deep impact doesn't insult the audience no. it um but i, I don't know that's a, that's such a that's such a good question i don't know how i can answer it but um i think that what the thing i love about deep impact is how despite being the same plot it's completely different from armageddon mm. um the best thing about armageddon um i don't know i'm i'm tr- i'm trying to be a bit kinder so i feel like we've we've slagged it off quite a bit um i mean it's entertaining yep. it's it's a great popcorn flick yeah yeah um you know um it, it it's when it when it when it's funny when it's trying to be funny it is funny um so it it ticks oh it ticks all the boxes in terms of like it's got action it's got romance it's got it's got humor um but it you know it it's 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 a disaster film about about you know the end of the world and everyone on earth potentially dying so I don't know if all those things should be in a disaster movie. Yeah. I don't know. Um the the song? I was gonna say that. <laughs> uh, I yeah. really like the song. Yeah. Um
2: And the 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 myth that Steven Tyler and Liv Tyler didn't know they were related until then.
0: I and didn't they, know that they didn't know. I thought and they then, always and knew. Then they, yeah, but this, why is she called Liv Tyler if she didn't know yeah, that Steve <laughs> Tyler was her dad? The amount, of, time, time, the amount
2: of times that you read it online, it's like, oh, uh, Liv Tyler didn't realise that her and Steve Tyler were related until on the set of Armageddon. And I was like, A, why would he be on the set? B, like, should, like I'm pretty sure <laughs> she <That's> knew. <laughs> um, so the best thing is
0: Probably the song. Uh, yeah, the song, and Ben Affleck's commentary on oh, the <laughs>
2: on the DVD. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen uh, or heard, sorry, Ben Affleck's stories on the DVD commentary, they're on YouTube. So after this, definitely go check it out. It will tell you all you need to know yeah. about what it's like acting under Michael Bay and his idiocracy.
0: It's quite funny listening to him. He's he's, he's very openly uh, critical. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> in a really yeah. funny way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's doing but he's doing the commentary, the official commentary yeah. for the film and he's straight just onto the DVD on it. That went, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, all right, well go on same question to you then. What's the best Oh, no, yeah,
2: that's right. The best thing about Deep Impact is just how it gives you a perspective of different people in the same situation, like you said, the uh, the characters don't meet, um, but the overarching connection is the asteroid. So mm. it's like you don't need to, mm. because we're connecting the story by how close the asteroid is yeah. to Earth. Yeah, um, and it's good to see that you get to witness what that's like instead of just having bombastic shots of Paris going up in fucking bits. Yeah. Um, it's it's very personal um, to these people, but it also shows you what it's like on the ground with people who have the power and in space. Whereas, uh, you know, Armageddon's just... Again, about these one-dimensional characters making a laugh and a joke about it until it gets super serious, and Over there's a the gun. Top serious, and there's a gun on the fucking yeah. spaceship. Even though there's many guns, um,
0: he's got space dementia. Oh my god,
2: did he did <laughs> that. Another stupid, like made up, like it was so funny when it happened though. Like that at no point had they mentioned that you could go mad going into space. What space? And then literally, Steve Buscemi starts shooting that gun, having a bit of fun. Like,
0: I don't even I, think he does go mad, but that's just my opinion.
2: Yeah, he he goes a little bit wild, but not yeah. space dimension. No, and th- and literally, that is supposed to be a serious thing. <laughs> like, um, what's his name? Is it Robert Green?
0: Uh, no, he's a goalkeeper. <laughs> Robert Green. <laughs> William Fitchner. That's it. Yeah, close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see how you could confuse him for, for, Green. for Rob Green.
2: He's, no, not Rob Green, Robert Green. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, when he says the line uh, "space dementia," I'm literally just like, "What did you fucking say?" Yeah, in um, another
0: like, it proper zooms in on his face, like it really. So, uh,
2: yeah, it's a nice track. He's got space dementia. He's got space dementia. <laughs> um, and then the best thing about Armageddon, I think. Yeah, it's just got to be the end when when the madness is over, the 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 you know the the glory of coming home, mm. and it was you know all a bit emotional and all a bit like America, the America, the beautiful, when they're just like, yeah, the the, the glory of uh, coming home. That's quite a, it's, it is quite a nice scene. It's quite funny as well. So, yeah, I'd say the the song or the end.
0: That's right. You did say, and I I have to agree that um, uh, Armageddon has a more satisfying ending. It, it, it oh, wraps yeah. everything up. Yeah. Whereas um, Whereas uh, Deep Impact, I think appropriately for a disaster film, it ends very abruptly and and it and kind of on a bit of a, a bit of a downer, a bit mm. of a depressing note. Yeah. But then again, a comet's just hit the earth and millions of people have died. So. It's, it shouldn't end with a Yeah, yeah USA are.
2: Yeah, it's a bit of a different ending. You yeah. can't have the exact same. Um, um but yeah, I think that's it. The
0: end. But yeah, but you know, to sum up, twin films is a, a strange concept and phenomenon that apparently has been going on since since the dawn of cinema, but something I, I thought was only only I started happening few, yeah. in the nineties when yeah. I started noticing it. But um but certainly Armageddon and, and Dante's uh, sorry, Armageddon and Deep Impact.
2: <laughs> Armageddon and uh, Dante's Beat Uh
0: are, are the are the is the biggest example. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah. And actually, um just just uh one more thing before we finish, um Liam, thinking about it, um I've actually changed my mind. Um <laughs> I do think the illusionist is better than the prestige. <laughs>